to the Simply Healthy You podcast, your place for overcoming overwhelm with your health to reach your fullest potential. I'm your host, Casey Kane, and I am so pumped to have you here. I'm a recovering burnt out high achiever who was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid condition by my early 30s. I didn't realize that running myself ragged in the name of being superwoman and determined to achieve all the things in life was killing my body. I created this podcast so that you don't have to continue the struggle like I did for over a decade. I sat down, studied the data, and simplified what it means to prioritize your own health needs so that you can be the best for all the things on your to-do list. Everything you hear on this podcast, I have tested and implemented in my own super-packed life with my family to bring you the tips, tools, and strategies that will keep your life simply healthy. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Simply Healthy You podcast. I am so grateful to be infiltrating your brain with today's topic. Food sensitivity tests, as the title says, aren't all they're cracked up to be. Yes, I'm going to cut to the chase right at the beginning of the episode so that you know what to expect here. I was actually just having a conversation with a woman who is interested in Simply Healthy Academy who was thinking about taking a food sensitivity test because she's been having a lot of digestive issues. And I totally understand this perspective. In fact, I have taken one of those mail order food sensitivity tests in the past. So I think this is a very popular thing. And you likely fall into one of two camps. You've either taken a test and are eliminating foods or have eliminated foods without really knowing what your results mean. And I don't mean that in an insulting way, but you've assumed that after taking the test, it shows you that there are foods that you have reacted to, that you are sensitive to, if you will. And you've said, you know what, I'm going to try eliminating these foods and see if my digestive issues and things that I have going on will resolve itself, right? Or you've thought about taking a food sensitivity test because you're struggling with something. You're struggling with weight. You're struggling with hormones, you're struggling with digestive issues, and you want some kind of answers. And food sensitivity tests do promise that they might point you in the right direction, right? These tests are definitely, have definitely been on the rise for at least the last like decade or so almost. And they really do seem to provide a solution to your problem. So I get it. I get the appeal by it. And they use, again, very great marketing to make you believe that this is going to be the answer to your health issues. I took a food sensitivity test back when I was searching for answers about my thyroid issues before I had confirmed a diagnosis with my thyroid disease. And I was desperate for something to help move the needle forward. I was struggling in so many aspects of my health. I felt like a zombie every day. I had uh, a flaky scalp all of a sudden for the first time in my life. I had hair issues. My hair was thinning a lot. I had a lot of skin issues, a lot of acne issues. I was gaining weight despite eating fairly well and exercising regularly. Like I was struggling on so many levels and I felt like garbage and a food sensitivity test. I was like, well, maybe this is it. Maybe we hear inflammation is a big part of a lot of health issues. And I was like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is going to show me where the inflammation is coming from. And this is going to give me the answer I need to help heal from what it is that I am, I'm struggling with. Uh, it told me that I was sensitive to a bunch of foods that I ate regularly. And when I got those results, I was like borderline depressed and completely overwhelmed with the results because I didn't know any better. And I thought that this meant that I wasn't supposed to be eating these foods. I thought that this meant I had to cut these foods out and that my system couldn't tolerate these foods. Side note, I now know that that's not necessarily the case. And I'm going to explain that to you in this episode. And I eat all the foods just about that showed up on that food sensitivity test today. And 
I don't have reactions to them anymore. So I want to go over why that is and why these tests may not be giving us the most accurate picture of what is actually going on in our body. So why is it? Why are they essentially crap? I mean, I do not use them with my clients. I will be fully honest with that. I do not use them with my clients. I've had clients ask about it. And I just don't think that it's really helpful. I think we can figure that out on our own without paying 200 something dollars for a food sensitivity test. Food sensitivity tests don't give us the insight that we need. And that's really the biggest problem. It doesn't help us understand why certain foods are irritating us to begin with. They don't tell you what the root cause of your health issues are because the food itself is not the issue. And there's a huge difference there between a food sensitivity and a food allergy. I'll define both in a minute for you to best understand kind of what the difference is here and why the food itself in the case of a food sensitivity is not actually the issue. Food sensitivities are a sign from your body that something isn't right. And it's our job to figure out what exactly that is. They simply tell you that your body is potentially having a reaction to the foods listed. Most of the food sensitivity tests out there are based on IgG levels, which immunoglobulin G levels, which show that there are antibodies present in response to a specific food. But the data is really inconclusive currently on whether or not this is a normal response to food exposure. So I know many people who have taken food food sensitivity tests, myself included, as I said, who have gotten foods back that they eat on a daily basis. So we don't really know if it's just showing us, hey, I eat this food often and so my body reacts to this food. Is that necessarily a negative reaction just because you have IgG levels? Would you have IgG levels to a food that is not in your system, right? Like, could you, you probably won't have antibodies if you've never eaten a food before, right? Just the same as when we catch a germ, we, our body, our immune system produces antibodies in response to that germ. And so we can, you know, fight it off next time or whatever. Like if we don't get introduced to the germ, we're not going to have antibodies yet. So it is a normal reaction of our system, but does it mean that it's a negative reaction? We don't know that yet. There is not conclusive data on that yet. And what comes of these food sensitivity tests when we look at it and say, okay, my body reacted to this food, but I don't really know what that means. And we overtly eliminate things that are on a food sensitivity test, it's not the best solution. You can actually cause more harm than good by cutting foods out and not really understanding what the root cause of the issue is. For example, if you started experiencing knee pain when you were walking, would you immediately buy a motorized scooter and stop walking? I sure as hell hope not, because walking is not the issue there, right? You would work on discovering what the root cause of your knee pain is so that you could walk without pain. You might reduce high impact on your knee and maybe not take really long walks or not use your knee in you know a really high intensity way. But you know that not using your knee at all would actually cause it to become even more immobile than using it cautiously while trying to figure out what's going on, right? You would probably start doing some physical therapy or looking to see if maybe you have arthritis or something going on, right? You wouldn't just stop walking. You wouldn't stop using your knees. So same thing when it comes to food sensitivities. You can greatly hinder your health by creating nutrient deficiencies and cutting foods out, which are going to lead to more health issues. And I'll talk a little bit 
at the end of this episode about how you can build a tolerance to these foods so that you don't have this continuing sensitivity, how you can work on healing your gut, but also building tolerance to these foods because it's use it or lose it. If you cut these foods out, your body is not going to get better at processing them. Just the same as if you stop using your knee, your knee is not going to get more mobile or more pain-free by not using it. The total picture is critically important to finding the root cause of your health issue, the root cause of your food sensitivities, and being able to heal from it. You cannot heal from it by cutting it out. That's not how this process works in particular. Statistically, only about 15 to 20% of people actually have a real issue with fiber and plant foods. Because I know what you're thinking. Casey, I feel horrendous when I eat certain foods. How can you tell me that like cutting them out is not benefiting my body? And I'm willing to bet that most of those foods are probably plant foods that are causing you issues. So when I tell you to eat more plants, and I've even had clients who are like, oh, I just can't eat peppers. Like, nope, they irritate the shit out of me and I can't eat them. I love them, but I can't eat them. Statistically, only 50 to 20, 15 to 20% of people actually have a real issue with fiber, and plant foods. But there is a decent chance that you probably have some symptoms of a sensitive gut. 50 to 80% of people diagnosed with IBS have food sensitivities. But you are actually the people who need to be building your gut through diverse plant consumption and fiber consumption the most. Because again, this isn't a permanent thing. You need to be doing some healing, right? You need to be building your gut there. Now, I don't want you to suffer through. And I, t- I tell this to my clients all the time. I don't want you to be doubling over in pain. I don't want you to be running to the bathroom because it's an emergency. There are ways to slowly and gradually do this. And this is what I work with my clients on in Simply Healthy Academy, how to do this at a slow and sustainable pace to build your gut health throughout the time in the program, heal your food sensitivities. We do all of this at once. So I don't want you to suffer through it if these are causing you some digestive distress. There are definitely ways to help your gut along through the process. And if you go back, I have several early episodes where I really dive specifically into gut health. And you can listen to those and uh, get some advice in there about how you can work on healing your gut health, or you can join Simply Healthy Academy because we're going to do that in there as well. And I can help you with your food sensitivities. But just know that your gut microbiome is as unique to you as your fingerprint. So there is no test that can conclusively and indefinitely tell you that a certain food is the root of your issues. It's just not the case. The food is not the case unless you have an actual allergy in which the immune reaction is very different. There is an immune reaction happening there as well, but it's completely different and it is a total separate issue. A food allergy, which I think is important to understand here so that you know you can best decide what is happening with your health and consult a doctor if needed, is an actual medical reason to eliminate a food. If you have an allergy, I'm not going to tell you to build tolerance to it. It may be possible to build tolerance to these foods, but it is a very delicate and complex process that should not be done without an appropriate medical and nutrition team working with you. So I do want to say that food allergies are absolutely real and are a completely different situation that I am not talking about in this episode when I'm referring to food sensitivities. Food sensitivities are very different. When a food is eaten that you are allergic to, your immune system launches an attack 
on that food. And you will see IgE, immunoglobulin E antibody reactions on blood work. You know, when you do those allergy tests to see what happens and see what how your body reacts, you're going to see IgE when you get your blood test back to show that there is a different immune response happening. Your immune system is attacking that food because it considers it a foreign invader. Symptoms of an allergy would include things like hives, rashes, itchiness, swollen lips, throat closing, trouble breathing, even loss of consciousness, right? This is a very serious issue that we have to look at very differently than food sensitivity. So I really want to make that distinction here in this episode in talking about food sensitivities. It's very different than most food sensitivity system or symptoms that are things like gas or bloating or diarrhea or digestive discomfort, right? Most of what you're going to see with a, a food sensitivity happens in your digestive system. You might also experience some headaches as a side effect, things like that, but you're not seeing this almost life-threatening allergic reaction happening in the case of a food sensitivity. So if you are experiencing something that sounds more like an allergy, please go to your doctor and get an allergy test done for that. That is very different than a food sensitivity. One of my favorite gut health people on the internet these days on Instagram is Dr. Will Bolsowitz. I'm going to I'm going to butcher his last name, Bolshewitz. <laughs> he is at The Gut Health MD on Instagram. And I love his book, Fiber Fueled. And what he says in there about food sensitivities, I think is a very important in understanding exactly how you can start to work on healing and why it's so important to not cut these foods out if you've taken a food sensitivity test. He says that there is a threshold of tolerance that exists. And if we cross that threshold, we get symptoms. But if we stay within the bounds, we should be feeling pretty good. So this is like the first step here, knowing where I can consume this food in small amounts that is causing me a food sensitivity issue. And, you know, like, okay, if it's bell peppers, like my example before, right, I could eat a quarter of a bell pepper and I don't feel symptoms of it, right? So I'm going to do that. I'm going to eat a quarter of that pepper and make sure that I am helping to build that tolerance and not cross the threshold of tolerance to feel uncomfortable, to start feeling those symptoms, the digestive discomfort, any of that kind of thing. Secondly, your gut adapts to what you give it. So in other words, your gut can be trained to tolerate foods that you're sensitive to. Building up that tolerance is going to be important. Your gut is very much a use it or lose it system. I said this before. If you don't allow your gut to practice breaking down and digesting these foods or get to be exposed to these foods that all have a different fiber makeup. Think of fiber as the skeleton of plants. Every single plant has a different skeleton, has a different makeup of fiber. And so it is important that our gut is constantly practicing and digesting different forms of fiber in order to strengthen those muscles. It's the same as if you were doing exercise and you were going to do a bicep curl, right? You're not going to just go in with a 20-pound dumbbell and start curling if you have never done a bicep curl before, if it's been a long time since you last exercised. You're going to start with like five pounds and you're going to see how it goes and how many reps you can do. And you're going to figure out where that threshold is, where your bicep gets so sore that you can't function the next day and you're not going to push it to that level in order to be able to continue practicing at a slow and steady pace to build your bicep muscle. It is the same thing with your gut. You want to build it like you would any other kind of muscle. And third, your gut needs to be fed in order to be trained. So elimination diets will only heighten food sensitivities. And I mentioned this at the beginning, you also can develop nutrient deficiencies by cutting out 
entire food groups or by cutting out a lot of these foods that, you know, carry with it a lot of nutrients. We can't consider these things in isolation. You know, every food, it has a very complex makeup to it. And what our body does with it and what it gains from it is often far outweighing any sort of food sensitivity that we might be having. And in order, again, to train your gut, you need to actually be giving it the food. So he, I mean, he even says this in his book uh, that with dairy and lactose intolerance, we can build a tolerance. But, you know, there are other reasons why you might want to be uh, not want to be consuming dairy. And I'll dive into that in a separate episode. It's one of the only animal products that I really do caution against sometimes just for the level of issues that we see with people consuming dairy. But again, that's that's a separate uh, episode that I'll talk about. So I hope that this quick episode helps you understand food sensitivities a bit more. It's one of the biggest questions I get. Should I take a food sensitivity test because I'm experiencing X, Y, and Z? I don't think you should. I think that there are plenty of other ways that don't cost you a dime to figure out what you might be sensitive to, to figure out what that threshold is, where you can eat that food in a way that does not cause you excessive discomfort and continue to build your gut health and your tolerance to these foods. I do think that it is something that takes monitoring. It's going to take time. It's going to take a little bit of effort. But again, it's something we do in Simply Healthy Academy. And most of my clients actually do it without even really thinking about it because of the nature of how we start to build and increase our plant consumption. So reach out if you've got questions about food sensitivities that you might be experiencing. Happy to chat with you more about it. Gut health is really lacking in most of the population these days. So this is why it is a critical component of Simply Healthy Academy. We are all a little sensitive to certain foods at this point because the root issue is gut health there. And gut health just isn't where it used to be because there are so many more packaged foods that are causing issues in our food system than ever before. Food system quality has gone down uh, just because of mass production and farming and things like that. And a lot of us are eating far more meat than we ever were before in history. And meat does not have the same impact on our digestion as plants do because meat doesn't have fiber. And so this is why I said at the beginning, I guarantee that the foods that you might th that you think you might be sensitive to if it's outside of dairy are probably plant foods because it's the fiber that actually causes your digestive system to really work hard. But that's not a bad thing right? We just need to figure out how to do it in a way that is comfortable for you, that isn't causing a lot of issue and can help you heal in the process. Because if you are really like, you know, eating a whole bell pepper and saying, fuck it, I don't care if I have digestive symptoms. I love bell peppers. Well, we don't want to be causing so much discomfort that we are likely not absorbing what we're eating. You know, the gut healing part is important. And if we are constantly irritating our gut from these food sensitivities, our absorption is going to decrease. A lot of our absorption happens in the gut of the nutrients that we get from our foods. A lot of that breakdown exists there. And so we do also want to just not like push it and hammer through it and like deal with the digestive upset. So I hope this helps you understand food sensitivities a bit more and why expensive testing isn't needed or really helpful at all. The great news that I hope you take away from this episode is that it can be healed. You can enjoy all the foods you love without pain and suffering. So quick one for you today on food sensitivity tests. Let me know if you have any questions. Thanks for listening and I will catch you next time.
Thank you so much for listening to the Simply Healthy You podcast. If these episodes are resonating with you, go ahead and click that subscribe button and leave a review with all the great nuggets that you're taking away from today's episode. I promise you, I read every single one of them as your feedback is really valuable to me in creating future episodes. As your host, I look forward to having you join me for the next episode. But in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and eat more plants. Thank you.